Welcome to the Aiden Mari podcast and thank you for listening. This is a podcast where we like to explore faith, the Bible, and trying to better follow Jesus. This podcast is a collection of sermons, interviews, and also me just rambling about different things about Christianity or what's on my mind or conversations we're having. We're trying to upload weekly, so hopefully that happens. So I hope you enjoy and let's get on with this week's episode. starting a new series called After You. And it's essentially about living a selfless life, living a life um, that leaves the world better after you're gone. Um, and, and, and that's essentially what we're going to be talking about. How many of you think you're a pretty aware person? Like you're pretty aware of your surroundings. You're pretty, yeah, a couple of you. All right, all right. Well, just in case you were confident in yourself, I've got a, I've got a little test for you guys, an awareness test. So Why don't you guys check it out? This is an awareness test. How many passes does the team in white make? The answer is 13. But did you see the moonwalking bear? It's easy to miss something that you're not looking for. How many of you saw the bear first time? I actually went back in the video because I didn't believe them that there was a bear. And I was like, there's no bear at the beginning of that video. And I like went back and I was like, oh, there he is. I, I, I think it's easy sometimes to think we're aware of what's around us and we're not. And I think that sometimes there are moonwalking moon bears in our lives that, that we go missing just because we're honestly not really looking for it. Um, I know for me this happened recently. Um, it wasn't a moonwalking bear. Uh, it was more like a real-life example where, where we as a staff were going bowling, as we do, as church staff. That's what we do. That's what my job is, is bowling. Uh, it's not, just in case you thought that was true. Um, and, and we were going bowling as a staff party. And, and before staff, we had lunch together, like we always do. And so I was eating my lunch, and there was one of the staff members who, um, who was going not to be bowling. And so I, I was a little upset that they were not coming bowling with us. Um, so as they walked and said goodbye, I, I like heckled them as I do. And I yelled and I was like, hey, why aren't you coming bowling? Are you scared you're going to lose? Boo, you suck. I was like yelling at them. And all of a sudden their like face, like it started to do that thing where like water comes out. And I was like, what's going on? Oh no. And so the staff member started crying and I was like, oh gosh, what have I done? I was like, I am a horrible person. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a horrible person. This person's crying. What have I done? And then, like, someone came and hugged them, and they started crying. I was like, what is going on? All I did was heckle you. I didn't think this was that big of a deal. And, and, and what happened is that she was actually not coming bowling for a family emergency. Turned out something was happening. She wasn't crying because of me. She was crying because she was overwhelmed with the emergency. She didn't even hear me. But I, like, in the moment was like, what is going on? And then someone told me, uh, there's a family emergency. And I was like, oh such a bad person. 
Um, and, 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 and people told me, they're like, oh, it, it's okay. Like, you didn't know. It's, it's good. But honestly, I felt bad. Even, even though um, I, I, people told me it was fine because I should have known. Um, I, I wasn't involved in this person's day um, to actually know what was going on. And, and I wasn't really aware, um, almost kind of like that moonwalking bear where, where you're just living life as normal and you think that everything's good and then there's something actually beneath the surface that you don't realize is going on. And I think this is common in our lives. And it might look something like this. Maybe you know someone like this. Happy, cool-looking dude. He's got his headphones in, you know. He hasn't switched to Bluetooth yet. Apparently, he's got an iPhone that's not a 7 or above. Um, and, and he looks good from the outside. And this could be a kid in your school, for example. And you think everything's good because they seem good most of the time. Um, but what you don't know is that beneath the surface, at home, um, his, his parents are getting divorced. And... and He's trying to deal with a broken home and not having his dad and mom living together, and he's dealing with that. Or maybe it's someone like this. People like this, I don't fully understand. They weird me out a bit, but you know these people in school. They're off in deep thought, quietly, all by themselves. And I'm a loud person, so I tend to avoid these people because I just don't know what to do. I'm like, why are you so quiet? Um, But maybe it's someone like this. And what you don't realize is that they're quiet because all their life they haven't really been talked to, and they actually feel kind of alone. Um... They, they, they feel like they don't belong, and, and, and they, they feel alone. And it's easy to look at the surface and go, well, they're just quiet and thinking lots. People, but actually there's something deeper going on. Or maybe it's this. Maybe you got a crew like this. This is more like me. Where you got people who are out there having a good time, a little bit weird, kicking their feet up all together in a weird photo. Um, but actually what's beneath the surface is, is they're depressed. And they're actually thinking about killing themselves. And they seem outwardly like they're this happy, energetic person. But actually, inwardly, they feel alone. They feel depressed. They feel sad. And we wouldn't know that if, if we actually don't take the time to stop and get to know people. See, selfless living starts with noticing others' needs. And it might not be a moonwalking bear. It might not be yelling at a friend, not realizing what's going on in their life and feeling really bad. It might be not knowing what's going on in your friends' lives. But, but how we live a selfless life first starts with us stopping, noticing others, and then acting on it. Um, there's a story in the Bible. Uh, it's, it's a book called Mark, which is writ- written by a guy named John Mark. And he is one of the disciples of Jesus, one of the followers, one of the early Christians, writing a story um, about Jesus' life. He's writing a biography. And, and what's happened so far in this story is Jesus has um, grown up. He's become a man, and he is now out doing ministry. He's gotten together these people he calls disciples. There's 12 of them. They're kind of like his best friends. Um, and, and, and that's where this story kind of picks up. And so what happens is, and he's all these disciples, these followers, you might know them. We talked about Peter. That was one of them. He was kind of the head of them. And he sent him out and he said, go tell people about me. Go tell people that I'm around. Go heal the sick. So there's like people who are crippled and the disciples are healing their legs and there's people with skin diseases and instantly it's gone and blind people are seeing and stuff is happening and it's crazy. And the disciples are having this crazy experience and then eventually they come back to Jesus after they're done and the Bible says, that this happens. It says, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all that they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't have time to eat. 
And so they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. And so these apostles come back, and they're telling Jesus there's crazy stories. Peter's like, yo, man, I had this guy. He had no legs, and then I prayed for him, and his legs grew back right there. And he was walking, and he walked out. And Andrew's like, hey, I got one better. There was this guy. He was blind. I made him see. And there's this other guy who's like, yeah, well, I, I preached. And, like, thousands of people came to be followers of Jesus. And so they're all coming around Jesus. They're talking about this. And eventually they all sit around and go, have any of us eaten yet? And they're like, nope. <laughs> and Jesus is like, all right. Boys, you did a good job. Let's get on the boat. Let's go, let's go have a meal together. Let's go somewhere quiet. All to heal. People are coming after us. They want like our autographs or something. I don't know. They're going crazy. They want us to heal them. Let's get on the boat. Let's go get something to eat. So they get on the boat and they go and eat. And I think that there is something that's super important here is that Jesus notices that the disciples are hungry. So they come back and Jesus stops and he goes, wait, wait, wait. Have you guys eaten yet? No. And he's like, okay, let's do something about that. Let's go. You're hungry. And Jesus stops. He notices. And he does something about it. And the story continues. And then it says this. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving. And, and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. And Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat. And he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And so he began teaching them many things. So these guys are like, all right, it's time to eat. Let's get on the boat. And they get on the boat and all these people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's Jesus. And those dudes who are preaching and healing people. Let's follow them. So they're in their boat. They're sailing. And all of a sudden on the shore they see like a line of people running. Like, you know Avengers Infinity War when all those creatures are like running across the dome? I imagine that that's what it's like. Where it's just people going crazy. They're like, oh, shoot. They're going to where we're going to go eat. And so they show up and there's 5,000 people there. And they're like, well, I guess we're not getting away from this. But Jesus does something. He stops. And he notices. And even though he's hungry, he goes, the job's not done. I got 5,000 people here. They're like sheep without a shepherd, which means they're, they're lost. He looks at him and goes, these people don't know God. They don't know who God is. They're lost. They, they, they don't know what's important in life. And I'm going to teach them. And he notices this. He notices that they don't have a shepherd. And so Jesus chooses to sit down and be their shepherd. He notices and then he addresses their need. And then it continues. It says, late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and they said, this is a remote place. It's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. And, and so what happens is, okay, these guys come back from a trip. They're all hungry. They go on a boat. Turns out 5,000 people followed him. So they're like, well, I guess we're going to preach. And then the day is over. They're in the middle of nowhere, and Peter walks up, and he's like, hey, these people got to eat. Not to mention, we got to eat. That's why we came here, Jesus. Can you send them away so we can go and eat? And Jesus looks at them, and he's just like, you feed them. <laughs> Which is weird because it's like, what do you mean me feed them? I'm the guy who hasn't eaten all day. If I had food, I've already eaten it, and I don't have any food, Jesus. What do you mean feed them? Aren't you God? Aren't you the guy who's supposed to be feeding them? Why are you looking at me? But I think this question's important. It needs to get addressed. It's this whole you feed them answer. Which, and there's all these. Could you imagine if you were starving and Jesus uh, was sitting there and there's all these hungry people who need to eat. And you say, hey, Jesus, it'd probably be good to let these people go and eat. And he looks at you and goes, you feed them. And you're like, what? With what? I don't have any money. I don't have any food. We're in the middle of nowhere. What do you want me to do? But Jesus is calling us to this. And, and see, 
this shows up in our lives differently. And it might not be, it might not be this way. It might actually look something like this. When I was in middle school, I had a group of friends, my crew. We hung out. It was a good time. Um, and the longer I hung out with these guys, I started to realize, man, these dudes are lost. Like, they don't know what they're doing. And, and they have no idea what they're living for. They're living for nothing. And in fact, a lot of them, a lot of my friends were depressed. And they'd come to me and talk about cutting themselves or they'd just be sad all the time and down. And I couldn't get them to, to be cheered up. And so I prayed to God. Like, the disciples came to Jesus and I said, hey, Jesus, are you going to do something about this? Are you going to do something about this depression in their life? Aren't you God? Aren't you supposed to tell them about your love? Aren't you supposed to come into their life and have them come and know you and follow you? Why aren't they following you? And I would pray this over and over and over again. And eventually, um, the Holy Spirit, which is a part of God, um, spoke to me in a way that's like you don't hear him, but you know it's not your voice kind of thing, and you kind of learn to hear from it. And eventually, I, I, I heard this answer. And it was, you feed them. I was like, what? Aren't you supposed to be God? Aren't you supposed to be the one saving them? What do you mean me? I, I can't do anything. I don't know how to talk to someone about Jesus. I'm not that smart of a guy. Honestly, I'm not. And not only that, I don't want to bring you up to these dudes because I don't know if they'll like me after I bring it up. Like, it's kind of an awkward thing. Do you realize how weird it is to talk to someone about Jesus? Jesus, it's pretty weird. Why don't you do it? You feed them. But Jesus kept saying that to me. You do it. You talk to them. You be the light. And I was like, all right. You know what? Fine, Jesus. I'll do what you want. I'll go talk to them about you. And I don't know what I'm doing. And, like, my heart rate's racing up, and I'm, like, sweating. And I'm like, hey. So, guys, there's, like, this Jesus guy, and he's, like, God and stuff, you know. And he came and died for you, and he rose again so you could have new life. You guys want to come to Bible camp with me this summer? <laughs> it was, like, the worst pitch of Christianity ever. And these guys looked at me, and they are like, Yeah. We'd love to come to Bible camp. I was like, oh, all right. It was easy, yeah, it was easier than expected. Um, and these, these guys came to Bible camp. And at Bible camp, they gave their lives to Jesus. I was like, whoa, all right. And then they started coming to church. And they would show up, and I'd be like, hey, you guys are actually coming to church. Like, you're actually doing it. That's weird. And they started to come to youth group. They started to come to small group. And eventually they hit a place where they were passionate followers of Jesus. And, and it was like, wow, like, God, you actually called me to feed them. You called me to tell them about you. You used me to address this need. And see, Jesus is looking around, and he's noticing others' needs. And, and, and he addresses it. But the way he addresses it might be different than you think. See, he might be saying this, you feed them. And so you look around at the homelessness in Saskatoon. You're going, God, why aren't you doing something? And Jesus is going, that's why I have you. You feed them. That's why I saved you. You've got friends. They don't know Jesus. And you're like, God, I wish you would just come into their lives and they would follow you. And Jesus is looking at you going, you feed them. Or you just know family members <laughs> that honestly don't get a lot of love. And they're hard to love. And you're like, God, if only you could just make my brother not so frustrating. That would be amazing. And Jesus is like, you do that. You be patient. You feed them. And so Jesus is calling us to this. He's calling us to notice and then to listen to what he says, which is you feed them. See, selfless living starts with actually noticing others' needs. And if you're not looking around, paying attention to what's around you, you might miss the dancing bearer. You might miss 
your friends are going through. You might miss what's actually going on with your mom and dad. And, and Jesus is calling us to be like him. Where when the disciples came to him and they were hungry, Jesus was the first to go, you guys want something to eat? And then he addressed it. Or, or when he showed up to the crowds and it was inconvenient and Jesus hadn't had food yet. There's 5,000 people there. Jesus goes, you know what? There's a need that I need to address. Even though I'm hungry, these people need me. And he addressed it. And now Jesus is calling us to be the same. To where we see needs. And, and, and maybe sometimes instead of just asking God to instantly fix a need, which sometimes he does, but maybe he's saying to you, why don't you be like me in this situation? Why don't you feed them? And so the story continues. Um, it ends up where the disciples are like, okay, Jesus said to feed them. What do we do? And they call out to this crowd. And they're like, all right, anybody got any food? And in a crowd of 5,000 people, they get together five loaves of bread and two fish. Not really enough for a meal for 5,000. So they're like, all right, uh, what do we do? And they're like, I don't know. I guess bring it to Jesus. Be like, this is the best we got. So they're like, okay, Jesus, here we go. I got five loaves and two fish. And he's like, all right, that's good enough. And they're like, what are you talking about? And so Jesus prays for the meal. And then he's like, okay, you guys go spread this out to the crowd. Give it to everybody. And so what happens is they go out and they're like, okay, we'll take the bread and the fish and we'll give it out. And, and, and what happens is they, they give it out. And then the Bible says that everybody was full, all 5,000. They, they ate as much as their stomachs could hold. They were full. And these disciples come back with 12 baskets full of food. And they're like, whoa. I'm pretty sure we left with only five loaves of bread and two fish. How we come back with 12 baskets of leftovers? And, and they come and they give it to Jesus. And the point of the story is this, is that you might not feel like you have what it takes to feed the people in your life. You might not feel like you have what it takes to actually share about Jesus with your friends. But God's going, bring me what you have, no matter how small it is. I know you can't feed the crowd. I just, want you to be, I just want you to come with me in faith, believing that I'm God with what you have, and I'll use what you have to feed thousands. And not only that, I think one of the best parts of the story is the disciples were hungry for a meal, and they each walked back with their own massive basket of food. And it's more than they would have been able to buy at the market. It's more than they would have been able to get from farmers because they were willing to give first and actually feed others. And even though they didn't have enough God used what they had to feed thousands, and they each got their own basket in the end. And so I want to ask you these three questions. I want to ask you first this. Are you noticing the needs of others around you? You can't live a selfless life. You can't live a, a life like Jesus if you're not looking around and looking for the noticing friends and your family and the people in your school. Are you noticing what people are going through, divorce, depression, Maybe they just don't know Jesus. Maybe they honestly just need a friend. Are you noticing it? Second is this. Will you listen to Jesus telling you to feed them? When Jesus says, you feed them, do you go, whoa, I can't do that. That's too much. I'm out. Or do you do what the disciples do and you go, okay, well, what do I got? Well, I believe in Jesus. So I guess I know somewhat of what it means to follow Jesus. Or maybe it's, oh, I don't know. I've got a couple cents I can give this homeless guy. Or, or maybe it's, well, I've got time that I can spend with my friends and, and try and cheer them up. Are you willing to listen to the call to feed people? And lastly this, will you trust that God can take the little you have to feed 5,000? Meaning, do you trust that God can take this small thing that you have that doesn't feel like enough and use it for something massive? And, and God's willing to do it. 
But first we need to do this. We need to actually start noticing others around us, and that's what it starts with. So I'm going to pray, and then we will peace out and go to small group. Uh, Dear God, we thank you that you are a God that notices what's going on in our lives, that you care enough to stop and see what's happening in our lives. And God, I pray you, I pray that you would help us to see what's going on in other people's lives, and, and that we would be like you, and we would address the need. And we would show your love to other people. And we would show them how good you are, how you care for them. God, I pray that you would use us to be like you on this earth. And help us to have the faith that even though we don't feel like we have what it takes, that we'll have faith that even if it's a small amount, you'll make it work. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for tonight and all that you've been doing and all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.